Well, we end the week with a great question from Aaron Fletcher, a dad in Manassas, Virginia. Hello, Pastor John. My wife and I recently started going through a catechism with our four-year-old son. We've had a hard time explaining to him what it means to glorify God. The best definition I can come up with is to glorify God is to worship him like we know how important he is. But that seems inadequate. Do you have any advice on how to communicate such a huge concept to young children in a clear way? Yes, I do. <laughs> and I had a really good time with this question because I I I just I think you you don't know what you mean unless you can help a four-year-old. Yes, right. Um, and so first thing to say is children, oh, how different they are. Every parent needs to figure out what works best to get across important truths to their children. So let me simply give the basic principle and then try to provide maybe three illustrations that I think will work with a four-year-old. So it's been a long time, but I think so. I had four boys and a girl. The basic principle is that glorify does not mean make glorious, but see as glorious, savor as glorious, celebrate as glorious. And of course, I don't mean you have to use those words. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not giving you yet what you give your four-year-old. I'm just telling you what the principle is. I, I use see, savor, and celebrate just because I like the way they sound. <laughs> you, can, you, you can substitute for see. You have to recognize his glory. You can substitute for savor. You have to enjoy or admire or value his glory. And you can substitute for celebrate. You have to praise or cheer or make known his glory. And and the point is that the word glorify is not like the word beautify. Now, I'm still teaching the parents. <laughs> not like the word beautify. When we beautify a room, we make it more beautiful. <laughs> when you glorify God, you do not make him more glorious. So glorify has to be distinguished from any idea of making God glorious. You got to help your four-year-old not think in terms of making God glorious. Now, when we glorify God, we see him as glorious. We love what we see. We help others see him and love him that way. And it may be spoken. It may be uh, lived out. It may be with acclamations or maybe with demonstrations. And I get that from all over the New Testament, but you can just use 1 Peter 1.3 where it says, blessed be God. So he's using words to, to acclaim the great mercy of God. And then when he gets to chapter 2, verse 12, he tells them to conduct themselves in a certain way so that people will see God as glorious. So it may be words, it may be behavior. Now, how do we help a four-year-old get a handle on this process? Try this. Most four-year-olds uh, can get the idea that some things are small and some things are really, really big. They can get the idea that some things are really, really, really valuable and other things aren't worth so very much. And they can get the idea that some things are really, really beautiful or really pretty or really nice to look at and other things are really ugly and make you want to run away. I, th I think we can assume that a four-year-old can grasp the categories of size, 
value, and beauty. Okay, that's my assumption as I move forward now with my illustrations. So that's what I'm, I'm going to try to help him understand the meaning of glorifying God for his size, really, really big, and his value, really, really precious, valuable, want to have him, and uh, his beauty, more beautiful, more great to look at than anything. So in each of these cases, we need to come up with with uh, illustrations that distinguish between making something big, making something valuable, making something beautiful on the one hand, and helping people see that something is already big, already valuable, already beautiful, even though they might not at first think so. So here are my three practical illustrations. So for example, you are driving down the highway, you and your four-year-old, and you might see a tower in the distance and ask your child how big it is. Tell him to hold up his uh, fingers, his his, uh, pointing finger at the top of the tower and his thumb at the bottom of the tower and tell you how big it is. And he'll say, it's not very big. Then you drive another five miles, you stop the car, you get out, you walk over to the tower and it is 100 times taller than your child is. And then you illustrate what you've been teaching him all the while. How, we, how do we glorify the bigness of this tower? Well, first, we have to get close enough to see how big it really is. And then we have to be amazed at how tall it is. Scary tall. Wouldn't want to climb up there. And then we need to show people how tall, show people show people how tall it really is. And how might we do that? Well, maybe let's take a picture of me standing beside it, and then we'll show the picture, etc. That's illustration number one. Number two, compare your child's daddy, you may be the daddy or the mommy, compare your child's daddy, who is five feet nine inches tall, with another child's daddy who is six feet six inches tall. And then you say to your child, do you want to trade your daddy, who's only five feet nine inches tall, for a bigger daddy? Roger over there, your daddy's, your friend's daddy. And your child is going to say, no, (laughs) I want my daddy. I don't want his daddy. And then you explain to the child that the reason you want your daddy is because he's so really, really, really valuable to you. And you prefer, you introduce that word to him maybe, prefer him. You want him more than you want the other daddy. And that's the way it is with the value of God. When you know God and how really valuable he is, you want him more than you want anything else. And when you want your daddy over all other daddies, you glorify the value of your daddy. doesn't matter whether the other daddy's taller. And when you want God over everything else, you glorify the value of God. Last illustration, number three, regard to beauty. There are stories that your child reads or videos that they watch in which there is a very, very ugly, evil character. And then there's a hero who is gallant and 
strong and handsome, and, and clearly your child is happy when the hero appears and wins the day and is glad when the ugly, dangerous villain is dispatched, put away, done for. And then you explain to your child what the beauty of character is. It's not just like the beauty of uh, sunsets or flowers. It's the beauty of strength and wisdom and uh, all of that in the service of being a good hero and a loving hero. And you, you ask your child, how do we glorify that character? How do we glorify the strength and the wisdom and the goodness and the love, the beauty of this hero? And then you can help him see that you glorify him by cheering when he appears in the story and by being glad when he wins and by telling other people how great he is and how beautiful he is and compared to that compared to that ugly villain that sometimes dresses up in an attractive suit. We, we don't make the tower tall. And we don't make the daddy valuable. And we don't make the hero beautiful. We glorify the size and the value and the beauty by seeing it for what it is and by being glad that it is that way. And then by acting and speaking in a way that shows other people what we see and what we love. And I think a four-year-old can get this. And with every passing year, may God grant that his grasp goes deeper and deeper. I love this episode. The question, the heart behind it, the answer, and the trio of illustrations. Very helpful, Pastor John. Thank you. And that'll do it for us for the week. For more details about this podcast, to catch up on past episodes, or to subscribe to the audio feed, even to send us a question of your own, go to our online home at desiringgod.org forward slash ask pastor john monday we return and hear from a pastor in the philippines who wants to know if he's overdoing it when it comes to his emphasis on christian hedonism can we overdo it and what would that look like thanks for listening to the ask pastor john podcast a longtime author theologian and pastor john piper i'm your host tony Rangi. i will see you on monday have a great weekend